Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Thursday, which means it's time for us to welcome in our Thursday VSO guest, which is a gentleman who served in the United States Marine Corps, a gentleman who went to the Defense Information School and was in my very class with Staff Sergeant Brian Sutton as our basic journalism instructor and is now sitting across from me wearing the red shirt with the American Veterans AMVETS logo, Mr. Joe Chanelli, Executive Director of AMVETS. Joe, good morning. How are you? Never better, Eric. How are you? I've been better. All of a sudden, this cough just came out of nowhere in the last hour or so. It's like I hit the microphone on button and then all of a sudden just <laughs> I was fine last night I went to a jujitsu class last night I wasn't coughing all over my partner that didn't happen all of a sudden I show up here turn on the microphone only time of the day that I need to be able to talk clearly and now I've got to cough every 45 seconds so that's upsetting but on the positive side we've got you in studio always good to see you and always good to talk about the latest and greatest or not so greatest affecting the veteran community and we're going to start off with the Big story because it it involves the man who leads the VA. We're talking about Secretary David Shulkin. There's some big news that came out. <laughs> My goodness, this cough is not helping me right now. There's some big news that came out yesterday about Secretary Shulkin and in the uh, uh, an investigation into some behavior of his that we've talked about briefly on the show in the past about some some airline tickets and stuff like that but what can you tell us about this investigation and how it's looking for the secretary sure so this is a a huge deal um and more for than more so than just because of the the controversy about his travel so back in july of last year um which wasn't too long after he actually came into uh, office and keep in mind he was the only member of the president's cabinet who was unanimously Confirmed. Right. Uh, so he's been a, a popular person uh, throughout um, the president's first year here, and he was, of course, an Obama holdover. He had been the running the healthcare side of the VA for 18 months uh, before uh, President Trump was elected and appointed him as secretary. Uh, so in July, he went out to Europe. Uh, he went over to the UK, and he brought some staff with him. He also brought his wife with him. Uh, and while he was out there. Uh, they had some amazing tickets for Wimbledon. Actually, we're down on the grass for uh, you know one of the premier sports events in the in the world. And um, a few months after the trip, there was a, a an apparent anonymous whistleblower who said, "Hey, things that happened over there were not right. Um, travel was paid for for the wife that was not supposed to. Mm. These Wimbledon tickets were comped." Which is, you're, I think you're allowed to take like gifts up to $25. Yeah, Tickets to Wimbledon are a little bit more expensive. If you were that. to go to StubHub, you'd be paying tens of thousands of dollars per ticket. Right. Um, so the, we'll, we'll, I'll get into why this gets worse. Um, but so the um, back then, you know, when this controversy first broke, uh, as the VSOs, and this really underlines something that I don't know that everyone understands about veteran service organizations and vets. Um, and the other organizations, we have two roles with the VA. We're advocates. We want to make sure that they have the resources that they need, that the VA needs to properly fulfill the promises this country has made to our veterans. And so we're constantly up there 
on Capitol Hill and letting Congress know that you need to properly fund VA health care. You need to give them the and VA benefits. You need to give them all the resources they need. But we're also watchdogs. Um, we need to make sure that those resources are properly used. And, and so this became very alarming when this first came up uh, back toward the end of uh, 2017. And so I actually personally asked the secretary ab about this. Um, at a breakfast that he has with the big six, the six largest organizations. And he told us that the news was all incorrect and that, in fact, he had paid for his wife's travel. Mm. And uh, he later told the Washington Post that he had purchased the Wimbledon tickets. Well, uh, the Inspector General's report clearly shows both of those things are not true. Mm. Um, and, and probably the most alarming part of all of this um, and the appendix of the IG report actually says this, you know, could be considered a felony. Um, the IG report says that uh, Secretary Shulkin's chief of staff altered an email um, to make it look like that this was all above board mm. and to give justification for paying for the secretary's wife's uh, travel, right. which was about $4,000 is what the cost of her travel. Huh. Um and, and so the secretary has, uh, according to uh, him himself, he told us yesterday he has already paid uh, back the treasury for that $4,000, and he will take the recommendations of the IG, which include training um, and looking more into what the, um, the chief of staff did and you know provide the proper accountability for that, hmm. um, which you know, a lot of people seem to think that would mean termination for her. Um, there is a congressman who's asked already, a Republican congressman out of Colorado, who's already asked for the secretary's resignation over this. Um, I haven't seen anyone else ask for that. Um, AMVETS has not asked for that. We, we considered that yesterday. Um, but there, there's too many details here that just can't be known. And um, the most important thing here is that we want to make sure the secretary remains effective and that he's able to continue to yeah. hold other people accountable. So he has to have that, you know, that moral, moral uh, standing. But so the secretary yesterday, as he comes out, starts speaking with some of the D.C. media and says, hey, I'm going to own this, I'm going to pay back the money. Uh, but he also said he did nothing wrong. And he introduced a, a conspiracy theory here. And conspiracy theories don't always have to mean that they're fake. But he's saying that someone hacked, he believes someone hacked his chief of staff's email account mm -hmm. and altered this email and to, to frame her and to make this situation look a lot worse than he says it actually was. Hmm. Um, now we know there, and, and there was a Washington Post report last week that said that the White House was looking to smack the secretary and was going to do so by firing his his right hand man, the, the deputy secretary Tom Bowman, and they said it was going to fire him, and this was just going to be a shot across the bow, tell the secretary get in line yeah. with what the the president wants. Um, we asked the, the secretary about that. Secretary said it's not true, that he personally met with the president and um, the White House chief of staff, John Kelly, and they both said that's not true. Tom Bowman's not getting fired. Tom Bowman, former staff director for the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, high-ranking guy, someone well, well-respected within D.C. Uh, so you've got all this swirling around, all this he said, she said stuff um, in, in top-tier you know, media outlets. So this isn't stuff that's just being made up. There's actually some but people in the White House who are saying these things. Yeah. 
uh, we do realize there are people within the VA administration who do not like the direction that the secretary has the VA going. There's some that want things to be more extreme. There is definitely still a privatization movement out there. Mm. And the secretary has said repeatedly he does not want that. He wants responsible choice for veterans. And you know, AMVETS and other organizations, we've supported that. And we think he's done a really good job of of guiding the VA to where it needs to be right now. Um, not perfect, of course, but we do feel it's, it's doing pretty well. So this is really concerning. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's quite possible the secretary does resign over yeah. this. Um, Seems like the kind of thing that that could happen with. And it kind of reminds me of, I remember one particular instance of someone using their government credit card for uh, things that they shouldn't have been using it for. And then when they realize that they might get caught, then instead of turning in, you know, the receipts to try and get the government to comp it, they paid for it with their own money, but that wasn't good enough. It was like, no, we still know what you were doing. You're not supposed to use this credit card for that. Um, that it, it seems like a somewhat similar situation, but I think the timing of it, considering uh, the, the move for the privatization of the VA, if people who want that to happen are able to point to the secretary of the VA, in essence, scamming the government or taking advantage of the government, that's that's not an argument for keeping it unprivatized, you know? I mean, the timing of this couldn't be worse for those who are for keeping the VA as, you know, a federal government organization. Would you agree with that? Um. Yeah, I don't think this has a direct correlation to VA healthcare. Right. Um, but you know, it it goes certainly to undermine the leader of the or, of the of the department who is saying privatizing the VA is the wrong thing to do. So, yeah, absolutely this is very counterproductive right now and it's why it does seem plausible that there is a group out there, you know, that that there's a, a number of people out there who are moving in a way to try to undermine his authority and try to get rid of him to try to bring in somebody who would be more amicable to privatization or getting closer to it. It's possible. I mean, there's two, two options there. One is that the leader of the VA, the secretary of the VA has done something that he should not have done, which makes a part of that argument, which isn't about VA healthcare. This is about money. It's about, you know, if you're telling us that financially keeping the VA from being privatized is the right move, well, you're an example of how that's not true. You're basically taking money to go to, to tennis matches and things like that. And when we're talking about $4,000 in travel, listen, I don't know what the secretary of the VA makes for a living. I'm sure it's public knowledge. You could look it up. However, considering the fact that he's a doctor with many years of private practice under his belt, if he did that, dude, you can afford $4,000 and you just brought the, the house of cards tumbling down because you didn't want to spend $4,000 on a plane ticket for your wife. That's just dumb if that's what happened. Sure, and his wife is a doctor as well in the private, oh, in the so private sector. Oh, so double that up. <laughs> uh, he himself, you know, you don't get to become the secretary of the VA unless you have a lot of uh, very valuable experience in the past, and he's run medical systems in the past, not just right. medical Which pays hospitals. pretty well. I'm sure he's well off. I'm, I could uh, buy a $4,000 <laughs> plane ticket tomorrow, and I'm not as well off as he is. I'm not a doctor. I, I'm, I'm not. A lot of people come to me for medical advice. They should stop doing that. I'm not a doctor, Joe. <laughs> you know that. You went. You were there when I went to school. It wasn't for medical. I don't think you'd have to hit your cough button every 45 seconds if you were a yeah, doctor. Yeah, no, I that. guess not. Well, it seems to have quieted down a little bit now. We're speaking with Joe Chanelli, Executive Director of AMVETS. We've been going over the issue surrounding uh, Secretary Shulkin and uh, the the discussion over the, uh, the Inspector General's report over 
uh, alleged misconduct, financial misconduct, which included paying for travel for his wife, uh, tickets for Wimbledon that were comped that were above the gift value that a, a government official is allowed to receive way above because $25 is the limit. So if you're a government official and you receive something that's worth $30, you're supposed to give it back. That's that's how it works. You say, no, I'm sorry, I can't accept that. Tickets to Wimbledon that were probably pretty good tickets, too, that probably would have cost a couple thousands of dollars. That's way beyond that. Also says something on there about having uh, government staffers organize his sightseeing trips while he was in London, which... That's just a jerk move, really. I mean, come on. These people's job is not to take care of you on vacation. Their job is to arrange your schedule while you're on the clock and while you're working. Has he tried to say that this was like a business trip in any way, shape, or form that would keep something like that? It still would be untoward, but, you know, what has he said about that? So, yes. So, since the beginning, and I don't think there's been a a real dispute over this, a part of his trip, the reason he actually went over that side of the, the pond was because he was meeting with some high-level healthcare officials over there to kind of swap lessons learned and best practices, right. um, which which makes sense. Uh, but he's admitted since the beginning only part of his trip was for professional purposes and the other was personal. And so that's where it came into, um, yeah, into question. Um, the staffer who, and they, they called him his personal, the, the IG report calls him his personal Travel concierge, which is not his job title, but that's how he said he was being used, you know, did travel with the secretary. And so he was over there. Um, and what, what, you know, what code um, stipulates here is that he should not be making these plans for the non business part of the trip. Hmm. Um, and so one of the troubling parts of this report here is it actually says that the VA now needs to look into that employee's uh, hours. Right. And for any hours he was using, to plan the personal side, the tourism side, uh, he shouldn't be paid for that. Right. And so this actually is, could hurt this employee who's hmm. you know, certainly not making the type of money uh, <laughs> No, he's not, not making secretary money or doctor money or anything so like that. He, he would be responsible for notifying, that, that gentleman uh, would be responsible for notifying the VA security because the secretary has a security detail at all times. But that should be the extent of it. So he does need to know when the secretary's taking part in, you know, tourist activities, going to Wimbledon, things like that, because security would go with him no matter what. But that's where it should end. He should not be, you know, trying to reserve him a car or or a hotel room or uh, giving him the, what the weather report's going to be and things like that. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating. And, and there are different people in government who have staff that are allowed, like the president, because of security concerns, the Secret Service and everyone needs to be involved in any plans that they make or anything like that. Uh, certain public officials are the same. Uh, Secretary of the VA is not quite at that level where there are that many security concerns around him and everything where the government needs to be making uh, any plans that he has or adjusting for any plans. Uh, it's, it's you know, it, the, the sad thing is, Joe, when you look at this IG report and you look at everything on it, this was all easily avoidable, trivial stuff. If it's all true, which the secretary says it's not, the IG says it is, as you said, conspiracy theory of a, an email hack where someone changed an email, which 
if the email was already sent, then the recipient would have what that email actually states and be able to prove that. So there's a fairly easy way to show whether this was a uh, sure. So, unless they're saying someone uh, someone somehow, which boy, this would be some high level hacking. Someone somehow adjusted the email as it was in route or as it was being sent, which I don't think is possible, really. So the secretary says that there's evidence of the hacking. Um, we have right. not seen that. We're, we're looking forward to hearing more about that. But his his attack or his accusations are not just at whoever may be hacking this email or if that was the case, but he's directly at the IG, who fortunately, and, and for good reason, is independent of the secretary. Right. Although uh, you know he's paid technically by the secretary because he's an employee so the, of the VA. Yeah, but it's a separate, there, there's no real uh, oversight from the, the secretary, particularly for reasons like this. Absolutely. But he's, he says there's an agenda by the the IG's office and that it was, uh, he talked about, he didn't think that he had the proper amount of time to respond to these things. Um, you know, we as uh, VSOs, we meet at least annually with the IG's office. We have not seen any issues. The IG's office, uh, this particular IG has been in place for about two years, three years or so. Uh, so he is from prior administration, but we have never seen anything that would show, you know, a political agenda there. So very interesting. We're looking forward to hearing more about this evidence that, that, that may or may not be out there. Uh, this story's not done one way or the other. There's either going to be some big scandal where it turns out like, oh, look, this is the actual email that was sent. And for those wondering like, well, what how, what difference could it possibly make if someone adjusted an email? If I send an email to Joe Chanelli saying, I would like AmVets to come on the show next Thursday, and I send that email, and then someone hacks my email and changes my sent email to say, I would like $1 million for AmVets to come on the show on Thursday. That's a big difference, and that's mm -hmm. not allowed. I'm not allowed to charge people for coming on to the show. Uh, however, my point is, Joe would have the original email that I sent and be able to bring it in and be like, didn't say anything about a million dollars here. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, whether that conspiracy theory is proven true or not, or whether it turns out that what the IG says is actually uh, factually accurate, which could very well mean the end for Secretary Shulkin. Give your listeners the full story here on the email. What what the allegations are, or the findings, the IG's findings, is that this email made up an award and said that there was going to be an award or an honor given to the secretary, which when that happens, then he's allowed to bring his wife. Uh, but there was no, according, again, according to the IG report, there was no award. There was no plans to honor the secretary well over there. So that would make it unethical for the VA or for the government to pay for the wife. He was given the uh, wonderful secretary of the world award, the WSOW. Everybody knows. About he read that the email. Award, yeah. Joe. yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. This is uh, it's fascinating stuff. And it's of course the big story, I think in the veteran world right now, this Shulkin one. I mean, we, we get the AP newswire here. It's right over here on my touchscreen computer where I play the music and everything from yesterday's show as it's coming to an end. I see Shulkin in the, on the ticker with a breaking news thing on there. So, I mean, this is a big deal. Not just for the military and veteran community, but for uh, for the, the nation as a whole, because the VA is such an important organization, uh, part of the fabric of our country and the veteran community. Looks like there might be a little bit of tear in that in that fabric, and we'll be sure uh, to keep an eye on it and keep you up to date on everything that's happening. We'll probably have some update on it by the next time we see Joe in studio. We're talking to Joe Schnelli, Executive Director of AMVETS, Marine Corps veteran. There is a meeting today. I want to talk about this uh, for a couple minutes on the budget. So what is AMVETS hoping to hear at this budget meeting today as it relates to the veteran community? Sure. So you're always so good to transition. I'm going to try to transition <laughs> this one here. Uh, 
this this meeting is going to start off with the secretary talking about his scandal because he, he's actually going. <laughs> he's he's uh, already been scheduled. He's going in front of the House Veterans Affairs Committee this morning. Um, the purpose of the hearing is to discuss the um, administration's new budget proposal um, for two thousand. Uh, 19, uh, but he's going to be grilled on this first thing. So we're looking forward to hearing more of the details. Um, his interviews they did yesterday left more questions than answers. So yeah. we're looking forward to that. Um, but we're looking forward to seeing how he's going to spend or how he wants to, to spend the $199 billion that they've asked for, which is a uh, $12 billion or six and a half percent more than um, what's currently out there for the request. Remember there was a request uh, last year, and this is the same budget. We're still working through this. Um, we want to hear more of, of how this money would be used for the choice or the, the community uh, care, um, how it would be accounted for, and how the money would continue to uh, rebuild and, and fix the infrastructure within VA uh, and the healthcare side in particular. Uh, we want to look at how this is going to affect claims adjudication and most certainly how it's going to affect appeals, which is still a big problem. And a lot of new legislation that was passed here in the last uh, year and, and how these resources are going to make sure that's enacted so that we can get rid of this backlog, which is still multi-year backlog for appeals. And uh, they've made some pretty great promises right. um, you know, to get the appeals down to the months, process. months yeah. instead of years. Yes, You've got people who've been waiting for a decade and a half, and now you're saying you're going to be able to get it down to months. That's a big leap to take, you know? Yeah. I mean, let's say if you have had people that have 10 plus years and you say, well, we're going to get it down to five years, they'd be like, okay, when you tell me you're going to get it down to like less than one, we'll see about that. You know, you also told us you were going to get us VA ID cards and that we'd uh, have the website up and working immediately. And then here we are, what, four months later. And, and yeah, I don't think anybody's got their ID card yet. Did you get yours yet? I have not. No, you I were one of the first one to put it in. And, and we were told that people who submitted on the original site didn't have to do it again, right? You're correct, and this actually um, <laughs> last night was six weeks. So. Six weeks, okay. So it's uh, it's closer to closer to two months, I guess. It seems like sure, four. it said six to eight weeks is what I was told. I think that it said day. like March or something yeah. like that is when it was expected to be there. Like, but again, the wording on that website was you should receive. There's a lot of things that should happen. Doesn't mean that they're going to. So <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that. Speaking of things that shouldn't happen, and this is something that I know with Joe being a Marine Corps veteran, decorated Marine Corps combat photographer and correspondent. We uh, have this Gregory Salcedo issue that Jake and I already talked about, but you're being a Marine and the fact that the kid was wearing a Marine Corps sweatshirt because like three generations of his family served in the Marine Corps. This teacher, of course, called him all sorts of colorful epithets and and, and slang. What, what's the words? I'm swearing at him and all that stuff. Cursing him out, as people might say. Tried to defend himself last night. Didn't do a very good job. We've got a story on it up on ConnectingVets.com. But here's the choice quote. My goal as it relates to my students is to get them to do everything to get through college. It's not just the military. I wouldn't want them to work in a fast food restaurant either. Oh, now you're trying to piss off McDonald's too? Good job there, Salcedo, you dummy. Who's who's the not very high thinker out there? Like you're now insulting all of the minimum wage workers in this country. Like, well, they're stupid. What are they doing? The military, also, also a fry cook at McDonald's and a uh, you know a private in the Marine Corps. A little bit of difference in the responsibility and uh, and jobs there. But you know, now that we've got we've got about a minute and a half left to briefly go over this. Seeing him actually come out and speak on it, not apologize, but try to defend himself. How'd that make you feel? 
So in, in your earlier segment, you talked about the war on free speech, which is definitely real. Uh, I would say he has the the right to say these things. He should not be subject to death threats, uh, no. threats of violence, no. uh, which we've heard about as well. I want to reiterate, I agree with that completely. Uh, but, you know, to the comparisons he's made have been so outrageous. There's, there's no way I can imagine that the school system would allow him to continue to be influence, influencing our youth. Yeah. Um, this With city council things on his on his record, he hit a kid before, and he'd be bullied a kid, called a kid uh, called a kid fat, and told him he looked like uh, Chaz Bono, uh, Sonny uh, Bono, and Cher's uh, uh, transgendered son. My favorite quote of his was, "I don't understand why they let military guys come over here and recruit at at school." We don't let pimps come into the oh, school. Oh yeah, either. that was a good one. Yeah, because you know, uh, you know, when you were Sergeant Joe Chanelli, basically the same as a street pimp. You know, when I was the recruiting district public affairs officer in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, yeah, a lot of pimping going on during my day too, as well. well we've been speaking with Joe Chanelli, executive director of AmVets. Uh, big Gregory Salcedo fan, from what I'm gathering <laughs> out there. Uh, Joe, if people want to find out more about AmVets, where do they go? Please find us at AmVets.org or on any social media platform. There you go. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.